Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dilmore. Exasperating engineering entanglements. Are your seatbelts too cutthroat for you? <laughs> Is your fuel filler or your fuel pump fueling all the people all the time? How about your VW diesel? It won't quit. I do have to tell this story back about, I think it was about 1979. Um, Volkswagen had just come out with a diesel rabbit. And the engineers... Somehow, the engineers had failed to realize that you don't shut off a diesel by shutting off the fuel. See, there were no spark plugs, so they couldn't shut off the ignition. So they thought, well, we'll shut off the fuel, and that will shut off the car, and that works good a lot. But then they forgot that diesels run on their own motor oil (laughs) if you shut off the fuel. So occasionally, one of these rabbits would take off, so to speak, because the person would shut the car off, but yet... It would start this low purr, and it would turn into a hum, and it would be racing, 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 and and it would take off until it used up all its oil, and then it would self-destruct, not unlike the music that you're hearing. (laughs) But anyway, naturally, Volkswagen sent out all these technical service bulletins on what you were supposed to do when this situation happened. One of them I got the biggest kick out of was that you're supposed to take, if you got the manual transmission diesel rabbit, you're supposed to park your car up against the wall and slowly let off the clutch <laughs> in hopes that you'd stall the car. Of course, if the wall gave way or your bumper did, it, the boast work didn't work out too good for you. But another one was you just open up the hood, take off the air cleaner, and throw a rag in the, <laughs> the throttle body, <laughs> Well, which also would you know, play havoc with the engine and the rag, so to speak. But anyway, what is your exasperating engineering entanglement? Here to help us out this morning, we have our Christian Toyota guy, Dan Santarelli. Here we go. With his very own music, here's Dan. Now, Dan, I think you've got one of these engineering. By the way, we want to hear your story this morning. If you've had an engineering entanglement, an exasperating one especially, you call us 866-348-7884 with your exasperating engineering entanglement. 866-348-7884. Dan, I think I know what's coming, but go ahead. (laughs) The Chevy Vega. The Vega. <laughs> the paint the picture for us, Dan. I'm back in Ohio, back in my younger years, and it's snowing. Snowing. There must be a foot of snow on the ground, and I'm just leaving work, and the car is overheating. Ah. I get out, I pop the hood. Not a Vega. <laughs> Not a Vega. <laughs> I see no antifreeze in the overflow. The hoses are cold, and I thought, there's no antifreeze in the, in the radiator. I take off the top. I'm looking down in there. I, I see you no. You actually look down into the <laughs> I <look> radiator. <laughs> <laughs> I see no antifreeze. All at once, the car burps. 
<laughs> and after that, I was showered with antifreeze. <laughs> and needless to say, it was it was cold. Everything froze on my glasses. Everything. So you were wearing glasses at the time, and now yeah. you're. But they didn't. They they froze with antifreeze. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh. so there you are. It's snowing. You're in Ohio. Your car's over here. How'd you get back? I, you know what? After that, the car smoothed out. It was running. It was running <laughs> smooth. I put the cab it just needed on. Alka Seltzer, a little burp, and away away. <laughs> <laughs> it had gas. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. What's your exasperating engineering entanglement? We want to hear from you today. Eight six six. Three four eight seven eight eight four. Now I I got to tell you another one of my favorite stories. We're just getting them out early this morning. That you know when they uh, came out with these Lincolns, they had this power deck lid that would close if you pushed it part of the way down, but then it would finish closing it itself. You know, and we had one of those on the used car lot about 1990. This was a number of years ago. And one of the young salesmen thought, man, let me demonstrate this to this customer. And there was a really sweet, well, she seemed sweet before the incident, <laughs> little old lady that he was demonstrating this car to. And and I know this may not sound all that funny to you, but he decided rather than using his own fingers to demonstrate the Lincoln, you know, deck lid that would close, he, he used the little old lady's fingers. And... As you might imagine, it didn't function exactly right that particular time. And so here we've got this little lady. She's screaming. But finally, the Lincoln let go of her hands. <laughs> You're not going to believe this, but she didn't buy the car. But she fortunately did not sue us. So, you know, those, those are the kind of engineering entanglements that you may have experienced. So we want to hear from you. 866-348-7884. T-tops or sunroof got you all wet? How about underinflated Ford Explorer tires? Do they have you on a roll? Huh? <laughs> Did the mechanic give you a lame excuse why your car went into limp-in mode? Or how about oil sludge causing you to use crude language? Steering problems got you on the rack? Demon-possessed dash lights have you dispirited? How about this one? Cruise control has you fretting. A mile a minute. <laughs> False alarms blaring in the middle of the night. Have you insecure? Do you need to vent about your air suspension systems? How about your emissions or your EGR valve? Have that got you exhausted? Or as is the case with Dan, overheating may have you hot under the collar. You call us 866-348-7884. We have lines open. We would love to get you on and hear your exhausting exasperating engineering entanglements and then at the bottom there we have kate pierce with lincoln she's their marketing manager and they really do have a giant announcement we're going to want to hear that and in our appraisal by the real black book coming up at the end of the show that's where we search the bible for hidden treasure cry out for discernment lift up our voice for understanding well as the factory guys always would tell us dan We engineered these problems in, and we can engineer them out. <laughs> in other words, there are many problems that require going to the original, the original manufacturer to solve. Thus is the case with the Christian life. I was reading this book called Revolution this week, and it, it talked a lot about the church in Acts chapter 2. 
And it gave me an interesting view. It talked about at Pentecost that 3,000 were added to their number, and that was pretty exciting, but that meant there were now 3,131 unemployed, mostly homeless church members with no place to stay, no place to meet. You know, there wasn't a big, beautiful church around the corner that seated 3,131 there in Jerusalem. And adding to the problem, they were mostly illiterate. Probably at least 80% of them couldn't read. So if they had a Bible, they wouldn't have been able to read it. So how did they change the world? That's the question. And I get to share the answer to that coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by the Real Black Book. Now, I should say that all this information is at our website, christiancarguy.com. If you're having or experiencing any of these defects we're talking about today, there's great resources on how you can get technical service bulletins, whether or not your car is famous for this kind of defect. All that stuff's there at ChristianCarGuy.com. We've got Kim has got a Vega story for us. Kim, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. Good morning. Hi. Your last story um, reminded me, back in my 20s, I was a single mom, and my five-year-old son and I had an opportunity to go to the coast. I had a Vega. That Vega drank more oil than it did gasoline. <laughs> when we when we got back, I didn't want to know why, what was wrong with it. I didn't have it fixed. I traded it for a bobcat. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. From the Vega to the... To the bobcat. I know, what, I know what was wrong with it, and so does Dan. It had those famous sleeves that Vegas were famous. You know, that was the deal. The aluminum block engine, what a great idea. It sounded like on engineering paper. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for calling in with your story, Kim. All right, and bye-bye. again, all these defects, maybe you've been affected by oil sludge or some other issue similar to what Kim's talking about. You can go to ChristianCarGuy.com, and there I provided links for ways. Guess what? You're experiencing some engineering issue with your car. You're wondering, golly, do all Ford Explorers have this? Do all Chevy, you know, Malibus have this? Guess what? You can click on that link, and it'll show you from the Department of Transportation everybody that's ever reported an issue with that. So that's all there at ChristianCarGuy.com, but we need to hear your exasperating engineering entanglement. You call us, 866 866- Three four eight seven eight eight four. You know that one that's sticking in your mind. Have the courage. Call us. We want to hear it. You can share your story. We'd love to hear you. Eight six six three four truth. A lot more Christian car guys coming up. Oh, you're all broke down because of exasperating engineering entanglement. Are your seatbelts too cutthroat for you? Anybody remember those seatbelts in the 90 model Honda Civic? <laughs> you know, when you shut the door, they slid back on you and cut you right at the throat. Maybe you had one of those. You call us 866 348 7884. Or maybe you had some of those original Hearst hatches and you found out what water leak meant. <laughs> or the famous, you know, I sold, we sold a lot of Chrysler minivans, Dan. And if the speed sensors went bad in the cars, unbeknownst to the people, they went into something awful called limp-in mode. 
And so the customers would call me thinking their transmission went out because the car would not shift out of second gear. And I can't tell you how many of these calls I got because they'd be driving and, and they'd say that it's revving like 4,000 RPM. It won't go into third gear. And I don't understand what's wrong. And I'd have to explain, well, you're in limping mode. <laughs> <laughs> now there at Christian Car Guy, we have a beautiful picture, by the way, of limping mode. If you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, you'll not only see those pictures, you'll find out about the Jesus Labor Love, free car repair for single moms and widows across the country. You guys offer that there at Modern Toyota? We do. We do. And as well as all these defect resources for when you are faced with one of these exasperating engineering entanglements. Now it's time, I have to tell you, for my favorite story, car business story of all time. I've never told this on the air because it's, it's just a little car business racy, but that's okay. We're going we're gonna to go for it. Back again, interestingly, this happened at Eagle Pontiac. We had this used car manager. His name was Phil Marlin, <laughs> and Phil Marlin was prematurely bald. He had that extra wide part down the middle of his, but he was a real jokester. And whenever a new salesman would start, when they would go down to get an appraisal, the used car manager would traditionally have you know ride with them on this appraisal. So the the salesman would be sitting the passenger side, and the manager, the sales manager who was doing the appraisal, would be sitting on the driver's side. Well, Tim Young Han had just started selling cars, and Phil's normal practice was to reach across the console and rub the leg of the new salesman and mention that there was a gay guy that worked here. And this usually, of course, got the attention of the new salesman. They would come up the hill from the used car department, all excited about the used car manager, you know, thinking that. But this did not excite Tim Young. He was furious. And so he immediately did not like Phil Marlin, which sets up the story, actually. So you picture this Tim Young Han, who does hates our used car manager because of his practical jokedness or whatever you want to say. So about three weeks later, as luck would have it, Tim gets a used car customer, and he goes down there to sell this used car. And they get in, and they go on a test drive, and they go, this was in Raleigh, North Carolina, and they go about six lights down on Capitol Boulevard, one of the main streets there in Raleigh, and about six lights down, a fuel line apparently had gone awry and the car sitting at the stoplight burst into flames of course the customer and the tim young han were able to get out safely but they had to call the fire department so here's this car it's it's burning it's in ashes right and a wrecker comes and picks up the car and loads it onto the you know they use flatbed type of thing because the tires were all flat because it had been on fire so if you can picture this black car smoke Steam still coming off of it because of the water from the fire department. And it's on the back of this record coming in to the used car department with who is the used car manager, the jokester, Phil Marlin. He's standing there. He sees this scene, right? The customer is sitting in the pasture, you know, sitting there in the record. They start to get out of the record. The car's still smoldering on the back of the record. Phil Marlin goes up, puts his arm around the customer, turns around and looks back at the car and says, what do you think? Let's talk numbers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have never seen anything. I thought we were going to have to put Tim Younghan in the hospital. He was so mad. <laughs> but one of those things that, you know, you'll always remember as long as you live, one of those great car business stories of the famous, what do you think, let's talk numbers. I'll never, personally, never, ever forget it, Dan. I'm sure you've got a few of those up oh. your sleeve, but we would love to hear you 
We've got lines open. You know something like this happened to you. 866-34-TRUTH, 866-348-7884. But we got to get an update on Toyota. You guys have some huge incentives going on. Oh, we do. Uh, almost all the models have some sort of incentive on them. Uh, we're also offering our Carfax one-owner vehicles. we got a great sale going on those. Toyota's got a lot of things going on with the incentives and their pre-owned inventory. Uh, Toyota's out to capture the, the yeah, get that's back what I, to that's what I read one, on. which they are. But, I mean, over the last couple of years, I mean, they're ready to go. That's I mean, what I read in Automotive News, that Toyota had the biggest incentives they've had in a long time to try to make sure that they made back some market share in April. Well, we got Kate. Well, no, we're going to have Kate at the bottom of the hour. With, from Lincoln, but um, so you've got you've got big incentives. You got so this is going on whether you're in California or you're in Salt Lake City. You know, there's a lot going on with Toyota. You guys are they've they're, got big stuff. They're 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 just really dealing in, and especially all your models that are getting very good gas mileage. Our our Toyota Prius. I look for that in about another week for us to be out of the Priuses. Uh, because of the uh, the surge in gas prices, uh, th- with that car is the hottest thing on the market today. And you know the Prius has got three models out there, and they're all selling very good. Uh, and all your models that are getting the gas mileage, people are coming in. And it was just like a couple years ago when we had the cash for clunkers deal uh, with our government. I mean, everybody was coming in with their big. Uh, SUVs and their big trucks, and they were looking for gas mileage. So that's what's going on today. People are are very conscious of uh, of their gas today and what they're spending. Uh, but like I say, Toyota's been uh, the last couple of years. Uh, they're they're ready to go, and, and they're dealing. Oh, you guys had your own. <laughs> <laughs> Since we know you're working, we know we were talking today about exasperating engineering entanglements. Now. If anybody had to deal with that, it was the Toyota guys here a couple of years ago. You know, that was a flagrant rumor in, to some extent, but there were also stories that were some were true about the sticking gas pedal. Did you have any personal experience with that? I, I did not, but, you know, the, the, a lot of people that came in to, uh, to have that uh, corrected, they just said that they weren't, they weren't worried a bit. They knew Toyota their their cars there wasn't a problem uh and they just was going along with the flow uh and that's what i've I've always heard from the folks at the factory they say well we engineered the problem in there we can engineer it out whether it's floor mats that sneak up on your which by the way there's you know toyota wasn't the only one that had the problem with that and everybody that has floor mats needs to make their make sure they're secure because they'll get up there and they'll stick to the gas pile you know talking about those floor mats you know, when this thing all came to a head, there was people coming into the service lane to have their cars taken care of. There was people that had two and three and four sets of car mats. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why these things are sliding. Well, we want to hear your exasperating engineering entanglement. Like I said, we've got Kate Pierce with Lincoln right at the bottom of the hour. There's a huge announcement that Lincoln, you're going to be very excited to hear some of the new cool stuff. They have. And then our appraisal by the Real Black Book. What in the world did these 3,131 homeless people do? Driving to my school, I'm
Oh, do I have an exasperating engineering entanglement to talk about versus seatbelts when, you know, Chrysler, and again, I hate to pick on Chrysler so much, but I sold them for so long that obviously I have a lot of those stories. Anyway, when they came out with the built-in child safety seats, apparently one of the engineers missed something on the ratcheting latch and the the seatbelts would just keep getting tighter and tighter on the child until actually it was impossible to pull the child out of the seatbelt. And so I would get these calls from a very upset mom saying, my child is chapped in the seat. I can't get it undone. It's getting tighter and tighter. And I would literally have to tell them, have you got any scissors? Careful. <laughs> but you've got to cut the seatbelt. That's what you call an exasperating engineering entanglement. That's what we're talking about today on the Christian Car Guys show. If you have that experience, we would love to hear from you. 866-34-TRUTH, 866-348-7884. But as promised, we have good news on the engineering side. We have Kate Pierce here with the Lincoln Division of Ford. She's the marketing manager because you guys got a huge announcement. Welcome, Kate. Thank you so much for having me this morning. You're right. Lincoln has great news. It's the new 2013 MKZ, and it was just unveiled at the New York Auto Show last week. And it is, well, there's, we have a picture of it there at ChristianCarGuy.com. Absolutely, amazingly beautiful. And it's so sleek, but in, in that, it, it incorporates this giant sunroof. <laughs> it is. You know, this MKZ looks like no other Lincoln before. It's actually been designed by our dedicated design studio. It's the first vehicle out of that new studio with our new head designer, Max Wolf. And it is absolutely stunning. But one of the features that I think consumers are going to really take interest in, as you mentioned, is that glass roof. The opening for it is 15.2 square feet. And actually, the way that the roof opens is it actually lifts and slides over the back glass of the vehicle and kind of nestles in. It really is amazing. It's almost like driving a convertible. Yeah, it it's it looks like it's going to be. And one of the things that they incorporated, which, I, you know, being an old Chrysler guy, now this is really old, you guys went back to a push-button shift. <laughs> we did go back to a push-button shift. You know, the term for our new design language is really about elegant simplicity and cleaning up a lot of the clutter that you have both on the exterior and the interior of vehicles. And one of the things that the team decided to do was to move away from a traditional shifter by going to the push-button shift on the actual instrument panel. That allowed us to take away all of the clutter in the traditional console and actually create a, a rise arc between the seats. The designers actually used modern-day suspension bridges for that design. So you've got open airiness, no clutter, just a really clean and inviting space. No clutter, but with some really cool technology like this new camera and radar-based driving aid that, that that's available. Can you kind of explain that? That, that sure. looks like it's going to save some lives. We have had a complement of radar systems and camera systems in our Lincolns for the last couple of years. The new one for 2013, and it's in our vehicles today, is the lane-keeping system. And it really does three things. The first thing is it's, it's camera-based, and it's watching to see where your car is positioned within the lanes of the road. And if it senses or sees that you're veering out of the lane, it's 
going to give you both an audible chime and, and a sensation in the steering wheel reminding you to kind of uh, pull yourself back into the line. Maybe you may have gotten distracted. If you don't respond to that and you start to veer out of the lane, the car will actually steer you and veer you back into the lane. It's an extra set of eyes, literally, on the road and, and just an additional enhancement to the safety features of our vehicle. But what I really think sets the system apart is that it's continuously monitoring and keeping track of your driving patterns. And if it senses over time that you've made a lot of these maneuvers, it's going to warn you with a little coffee cup, just a subtle little coffee cup in your instrument cluster, saying maybe it's time to take a quick break. <laughs> so it's just really amazing what these new cars can do and how the engineers at Lincoln have really integrated this technology into a thoughtful way. Well, I think it ought to brew a little coffee. You know, that smell would kind of... <laughs> I'm up for that. I'll take that one back. <laughs> <laughs> but then you were able to do all this, but you got more performance. It looks like what thirty-four more horsepower, thirty-seven more horsepower in the one V six, and then better fuel economy as well. Right. We have introduced. Uh, we will now have three powertrains in this vehicle. Two of them are new to the MKZ. We're going to start out with our first EcoBoost i four in the Lincoln lineup. It'll be a two liter i four, but it'll still get V six horsepower at two hundred and forty uh, horsepower and keeping 33 miles per gallon on the highway. We'll have our 3.7 liter TIVCT. Uh, we've added the twin independent variable cam timing to that engine. So you're getting that increase in horsepower. That's going to be 300 horsepower and 26 miles per gallon. And then the third engine is our second generation of hybrid for Lincoln. You know, today's MKZ is rated as America's most fuel efficient luxury sedan. And our new two-liter that we're going to be bringing on the 13 is expected to retain that ranking. So three really great choices that offer you performance, fuel economy, or a great combination of both. Yeah, the, the, the 2013 is going to be getting 40, the hybrid's going to be getting 41 in the city, 41 miles per gallon in the city. That, that's our, absolutely amazing. Yeah, our 2012 actually gets 41. I think that'll sneak a bit higher in the 2013. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. As soon as we have the new numbers, we can't wait to share them, but it's, it's going to continue to be a great story. You won't be able to get fuel economy out of this from any other luxury sedan. And for those of you not familiar with the MKZ, again, I know you'll correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. This is a, this is a midsize uh, car for that particular market and where you can get the efficiency, and uh, at the same time be able to carry five? Exactly. And I think that really is the, the benefit of the engineering and the technology advances that we've made at Lincoln. It's the and solution. You don't have to compromise in a luxury vehicle from luxury appointments, features that you would expect standard uh, from a luxury vehicle, and fuel economy. And uh, we really think that that's what's going to continue to set Lincoln apart with these new vehicles. How cool is that? And you can find out, again, the whole announcement, a picture of the car. Some of these systems is all at christiancarguy.com, along with links over to Ford and to Lincoln and where you can get them, et cetera. Thank you so much, uh, Kate. We really appreciate your taking time to be with us today. You're up in Detroit, I take it, or in Dearborn. We're in Dearborn and really excited <laughs> to be talking about the new product. Thank you so much for having us on this morning. God bless you, Kate. I, I thank you so much for being with us and your partnership always with Ford. Thank you. Take care. You too. All right. That's the good. And there's a little bit bad and there's a little bit ugly because of these exasperating engineering entanglements. That's what we're talking about on the show today. And certainly, you know, we had talked about the seatbelt. I have to tell you, 
the worst seatbelt experience that I got involved in, which again did not result in anybody's death. So you know that's the good news. But you remember I told you that those inboard child or built-in child safety seats, you know they they would keep the child strapped in. But when I came to open the Chrysler store in Winston-Salem, I'd been there. We'd opened the store about a week and a half when all of a sudden I get a call that there is a back seat out of a, one of our minivans that is out on Interstate 40 with a child in it, but the seat is sitting on the side of the road. Because what had happened, unfortunately, was Chrysler had sort of a defective rear latch. And on top of the defective rear latch, the person had not you know, lock their seat back in with the devices that they were supposed to do that. Of course, Chrysler made that simpler. You laughed that, you know, years later. But at that point in time, the car got in an accident. The car swerved. The back came open. The, the whole back seat came out, child and all. And there it was, sitting <laughs> right on the side of the road. And the next thing I know, I had Channel 12 News in my face saying, what's up with this, you know, child seat with a child in it sitting on the side of the road? These are the kind of things that, boy... They engineered them in, but I was told they could engineer them out. What's your engineering exhausting, exasperating entanglement? 866-348-7884. We'd love to hear yours. I got my mom on the line in Tennessee. Let's see what she's got. Hey, Mom. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. I love the new Lincoln. It's gorgeous. Isn't that pretty? Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is an engineering problem or if it was an assembly line problem. But back in the early 60s, we had a little Buick Skylark. It was a new car. And one of the first mornings I was driving it, I backed out of our driveway in Littleton, and the gear shift, it was four on the floor, the gear shift came off on my hand. (laughs) So there was no going to first gear after that, I take it. You were in reverse? You don't go forward. <laughs> <laughs> so did, you try, did you try to back around, back up into the driveway? <laughs> no, actually, I backed around and parked in front of the house <laughs> and went in and called your father. <laughs> there you go. He worked for Buick, so that made that yeah. made it okay. So well, I don't know if anybody ever else ever had that problem with Buick Skylark or not, but it's very off-putting. There you go. Well, thanks, Mom. I appreciate you sharing that. You've had that entanglement. We would love to hear yours. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. And as I mentioned, if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, there are defect resources to say, gee, I've, I'm experiencing this with this car, steering rack that sticks, all these different things. There may be a technical service bulletin. There may be a safety recall on your car. There may be other complaints along those lines. You can find all that, by the way, at ChristianCarGuy.com. Just click on those links. And you can do that research as well as find out about the Jesus' labor, a love, free car repair for single moms and widows across the country. Again, pretty easy, ChristianCarGuy.com. But we got to move to our appraisal by the Real Black Book. That's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. As I've mentioned a couple of times during the show, the factory guys would always tell us, we engineered them in and we can engineer them out. In other words... There are a lot of problems that require going to the original manufacturer to solve. And I'm sure you've experienced that in your Christian life. And I mentioned this at the beginning of the show. When I was reading this book, it's called Revolution. It's about the the church in the book of Acts. 
And they talked about, yeah, Pentecost was amazing. 3,000 people came to Christ. But remember, there were already 120 in the upper room and the 11 disciples. You know, you do the math. That's 3,131 unemployed, mostly homeless, church members with no place to stay, no place to meet, and adding to that problem because you think, well, they can read their Bible and they can figure out what to <laughs> 80% of them were illiterate. So, you know, they weren't like having Bible studies or scroll, scroll studies or whatever the situation is. So how did they change the world? Well, you may remember actually in Acts chapter 1 that they were given some instruction. It said Jesus actually told them, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witness to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and to Samaria and the ends of the earth. You're familiar with that. And you also may be familiar with the word power there, where it says you'll receive power. Well, that power in Greek is actually dunamis, from which you get the word dynamite. So they had some serious power, right? And, and I heard the coolest sermon at the NRB, this this pastor was talking about that when Pontius Pilate was interviewing Jesus there, and he said, he said, I have the power to have you flogged. I have the power to have you crucified. And Jesus said, that's pop-pop power. You don't have any real power. Yeah, you can crucify. You can take my life. But guess what? I'm coming back in three days. That's boom-boom power. That's not pop-pop power. That's boom-boom power. I'm coming back. And oh, by the way, I'm going to change the world and how's he going to do it with these 3,000 witnesses? Witnesses, right? These are people, you wonder what kind of power they had, those 3,131. What they had was this dunamis. They had this power because of who they were connected to, and that would be Jesus, the true shepherd. Where Jesus said, you remember in chapter 10 of John, it said, most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter by the sheepfold, but by the door, but climbs in some other way, he's a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. You remember these sheep, they hear his voice and they know and they understand. Well, the week before Passover. We we had some friends that were going to start this um, third world farm. So we went to buy some sheep and some goats. And I'll never forget as long as I live, as I walked into that pasture with the shepherd, he says, come here, my babies, come here, my babies. And there were all these sheep and goats in these pastures. Guess who came? His sheep, the little lambs. Here they came. Those were his babies. They heard his voice and here they came and he scooped them up in his arms and he brought them over to the truck that we were going to take him to this third world farm. And he said, you know, I've been holding these sheep every day since the day they were born because I knew this day was coming. And I wanted them to be completely comfortable on this day when they were left my, you know, were left my sheepfold. It's a picture that really none of us can forget, but if we're going to talk a little bit more about these sheep. What did the goats do? Because we had to get the goats. We're talking animals here on a Christian car guy. And also, how about these entanglements with your engineering. We got all that coming up. You call us with your situation. 866-348-7884. A lot more. You're going to hear about these sheep and goats coming up. Stay tuned.
exasperating engineering entanglements. You're probably saying, Robbie, how do you put that together with sheep? Well, <laughs> it's simple. It's simple. You see, you've got to go back to the original manufacturer to get these engineering problems worked out. And we're, we're talking about the, the, the church in the book of Acts and how in the world, without a Bible, without a, without a facility, without anything but 3,131 homeless you know, unemployed people, did they change the world? Well, they had something. They had the shepherd, right? And they could hear his voice. And they had that boom, boom power I'm talking about because they heard the shepherd's voice. And, you know, as I mentioned that when I went out and I saw the shepherd call the sheep. Now, I told you what happened when he called the sheep. But we had three goats to get. They were kids, just real kids. <laughs> but anyway, when he went to get those kids, it wasn't like that. He could call the kids all he wanted to. Kids were not coming. Shepherds and all sorts of helpers out there running in the field trying to catch these little goats. It was, it was a, I wish I'd had a video of it. It would have been on Facebook. They did not necessarily come when they heard the shepherd's voice. So I'm just saying it's going to be easy for Jesus to separate the sheep from the goats because the sheep will hear his voice. And believe me, if you could see the comfort of those sheep when they were in that shepherd's arms, you get a picture of what kind of comfort these people had. Because how do you face unemployment? No place to stay, no place to meet if you're one of those 3,131 people that were in the book of Acts that all of a sudden found themselves totally under the care of the good shepherd. Now, here's the situation. You're in the same exact boat, right? You've got the same shepherd. And so here's what we've got to do. We've got to listen We've got to listen for the shepherd's voice. And how does that change your life personally? Now, you want to have boom, boom power? Here's the boom, boom power I'm talking about. Tell your children, tell your family, tell your friends what Jesus is doing in your life, your testimony. Remember what it said in the book of Acts. You will receive power from the Holy Spirit when it comes upon you because you're going to witness about me. That's what you witness about, what Jesus is doing in your life. And that's because you hear the shepherd's voice. How cool is that? How cool is that? Well, now we cannot forget that this is the Christian car guy show. So you're thinking, Robbie, you are off in left field, but hey, I got to tell you that one more time about these exasperating engineering entanglements. I know that you're thinking, what am I going to do? Because when I go to put gas in the filler neck of my car, it all spits gas out at me. All sorts of things like that, that you're having problems with. Your alarm system goes off in the middle of the night. Do all my do all the Pontiac vibes do this? Guess what? There is a tremendous resource that the Department of of Transportation has, so you can take your car, just put in the model and the year, and it will tell you every complaint that's been lodged. It'll tell you whether or not there's a technical service bulletin on that problem. It will tell you whether or not there is a safety recall on that problem. And guess where you can find all those links? All in one easy place: ChristianCarGuy.com. And while you're there. Guess what? You can click on the Jesus's Labor of Love banner, and you can find out all the different places that offer free car repair labor for single moms and widows. And guess what that means? You're looking for a good place to get your car fixed in that area. Why not? Why not go to the person that's offering these services to people in your area? And guess what? In Winston-Salem alone, if you're in this area, there's, there's like 12 different guys. And believe me, these people are doing it for the Lord, what great people to go associate with. 
man, I got to tell you, I, I will never, ever forget my experience out in the shepherd's field with him calling those sheep. And I wish I could somehow or another give you guys the picture of the comfort of those sheep in the shepherd's arms. But I want to thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guys show this morning. If you'll listen for the shepherd's voice, I bet you'll get that kind of comfort in his arms as well. Of course, I had my good friend Dan Santarelli. He's our Christian Toyota guy from Modern Toyota here in Winston-Salem, one of the Jesus Labor Love sponsors there at the Toyota place. And I always want to thank Stu Epperson. I had the vision originally for airing this show. My producers this morning, I got a new producer, Alex, who's with my traditional producer, Beth Ann, doing a great job, screening calls, stuff like that. And, you know, you can always, if you got a question during the week, go to the Christian Car Guy show and answer your questions. Thank you for listening to the Christian You're Car Guy. You're listening Guys. to the Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.